0: Welcome to Satellite Sisters. I'm Liz Dolan. Before the show starts, I just wanted to welcome all of our new listeners. We've noticed that there are a lot of you out there, and we're very excited about that. In case you're just getting in on the action, you should know that we have hundreds of shows at iTunes and at SatelliteSisters.com. So... While you're waiting for the new shows to get posted, you can go into those archives and listen to everything you've been missing. So at iTunes, just search on Satellite Sisters Comedy, and at SatelliteSisters.com, just click on Listen to the Shows. So welcome to the Satellite Sisterhood, and enjoy.
1: Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite
0: Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters To Go. We are the Satellite Sisters. Welcome to the show. Uh, This is Liz Dolan. I'm here in beautiful Bend, Oregon today. I I am going to get to that later on. This is such a gorgeous place on the planet. I am very happy to be here. Uh, Joining me on the line, two of my sisters. Uh, As you heard on the Tuesday show, Leanne and Julie both decided to take this weekend off for Mother's Day. But Sheila, you're a mom. You're still working it today on Satellite Sisters, so
1: happy Mother's Day to you. Thank you so much, and happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Yes. In our world. In our world. the uh,
0: Sheila, you're in South Pasadena at home, I assume. And Monica Dolan, you're at home in Portland, Oregon. Is Portland today, Portland, Oregon today as beautiful Fort as chips. Bend, it's Oregon ten, today? It's
2: a 10 out of 10, list. Yeah. I, uh,
0: <laughs> you know... I was so happy Friday when I saw on the national news, the president Obama was in Portland on Friday. Yes, he was. he was on the Nike campus where I worked for many years. And so that was kind of fun to watch on TV, but mainly I was just so happy for Portland and for Oregon that it was a picture-perfect day on the national news.
2: <laughs> I thought about the same thing, Liz. I was happy that he got to see Portland in its best.
0: Yes. And that, <laughs> in that best light. And that America got to see Portland looking yeah. like that, because it was definitely its best light.
2: Anyway. Just don't, just don't move here. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're extremely quiet and want to move to the house next door to me that they're building. Oh, okay.
0: It's, it's important that they be quiet right do you, you just want one single person alone in that
2: big house is that what you're hoping for that's, a, that's what i'm hoping for an older person maybe who can't make it outside yes <laughs> without without a barky dog or anything
0: Yep. Yeah. okay so um we have many things to discuss today of course breaking news on the mindy project being canceled we have to get to that uh, I asked on our Facebook group earlier in the week for some dream interpretation because I had a very surprising dream the other night and I needed some help on what does this mean? And Sheila and Monica, I would like each of you to interpret uh, my dream as much as it is within your capability. Uh, the, Monica, you have a Portland food trend that is busting out, which I'm sure that's going to become a national movement very soon. <laughs> Sheila has her own uh, restaurant review. We have a major post office fail follow-up. So thank you, Karen, for filling us in on, you know, Sheila's drama at the post office really barely compares to what you've been going through this week. Um, And Betty, Bestie Rowe, I'm loving it. We're talking about it later in the show. Um, But first, Monica, you were – You were having a beautiful week this week, wherever you were. Where
2: exactly were you? I went to Florida. So I thought I would give you, usually I write a review on TripAdvisor because I love that site, but I just thought I'd give you kind of my live TripAdvisor review. Sure. Yeah. So um, I went to an annual meeting that I have every year for one of the research studies that I work on. And we went to St. Petersburg. Florida. Uh, they usually try to pick a beach spot and so in a, in a different spot every year. And it's just the nurses that go to this meeting. So just the nurse coordinators, no doctors, which is very nice because, you know, we just really appreciate getting things. <laughs> nurses don't often get thanked for their work. So, and this. But it's the nurses who are really executing most of these research studies, right? Yeah, well, in this case, it's a little unusual because it's a 10-year study. So we've had patients in the study for 10 years, which is a long, long time for a research study. (laughs) Normally, they're six months, good to go, a year, that's it. But it's really, really tough to keep people in a study for 10 years and to keep them coming back to the doctor's office to have the test to stay part of the study and i think they realized uh early on that the only way that the study was going to be successful is if the research coordinators counted these patients (laughs) just (laughs) and stayed on top of them and as a result they've decided to do these annual meetings for us which are you know there's some (laughs) semi-scientific discussion but maybe it's just a reward for us and that's the way the study's been successful i believe nothing wrong with that rewarding the nurses so i I appreciate that so we stayed at this place in saint petersburg called the trade winds
0: mm. now i Uh. tell you
2: that place was a three ring circus (laughs) oh my gosh it was just i mean it was very nice right on the beach The rooms were great, but it was just this giant resort complex. I mean, there were six buildings. There were four different pools just packed with kids (laughs) and their parents. Uh Uh-oh. rut rut. (laughs) There were paddle boats. One night there was, like, the pool movie where they showed this movie in the pool, and that was all I could hear in my room. I mean, they had the fake Jimmy Buffett guy (laughs) at the beach bar. They had Timmy Buffett? Timmy Buffett performing. Timmy Buffett. Oh, they had water slides, swans. It was it was all going on swans. there.
0: Swans.
2: He can't it was, do it without the swans. It was fun. It was fun. Um, but I knew after that, when I go on these trips, I usually do my own little post trip vacation. So I decided to. Well, when I had cable TV. I enjoyed that show on HGTV called Beachfront Bargain Hunt. Oh, sure. Have <laughs> you seen it?
0: The- I've never seen it, but I can imagine it, and I wish I had seen it. I'm going to immediately put
2: that on my TiVo list. Beachfront Bargain Hunt. It's fun. Um, so they were always going to this place called Anna Maria Island in Florida, and I had never heard of it until I saw the show. It's about an hour south of Tampa. So I decided that that's where I was going to go on my vacation, um and it's an island
1: you know hence the name (laughs) anamoria island (laughs) at least water on three sides i learned that this year
2: (laughs) oh really that's the definition of an island (laughs) yes wow there's water everywhere it just has a real old florida feel to it um it's just beach 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 you know there's nothing else to do there there's no golf there's I saw a few tennis courts but it's mainly all about the beach it's packed with beach houses but there's no high-rise hotels and there are um, no yeah. chain, no chain restaurants so oh. there's no Starbucks it's, oh it's completely Starbucks free there's one publix and there is a Uh, I can't remember the name of the pharmacy, but there's, you know, anyway, so it's kind of old school. So normally when I go in these things, I lock in on a condo pretty early. You know, I search on VRBO, on TripAdvisor. With those few minutes you have left after your research studies. (laughs) (laughs) I enjoy looking for places, finding the perfect place to stay. But for some reason, I was just dragging my feet. I couldn't commit to anything. And I think it was because I secretly couldn't afford the
1: vacation.
2: <laughs> <laughs> who, who is that a secret from? <laughs> oh,
1: that denial. It will kill you every time, Monica.
2: Yeah, I mean, I really couldn't afford it. But, you know, you only live once. And I got the free trip to Florida. So I was going to take advantage of it. So every day I'm searching on VRBO or their other site, Home Away, And I see it's two weeks before the trip, and I still don't have a place to stay. But I'm staying for four nights because my plane ticket, I'm not leaving until like, I didn't leave until last Wednesday. So I see this house and the guy, it wasn't rented for just the week I was going to be there. And he said he would offer it at a discount. And so I emailed him about the house and he shot me back a price for four nights and I said, I'm sorry, I can't afford it. I'm just going to look elsewhere. Then he emailed me back. And then I did something I've never done before. I negotiated. <laughs> <laughs> you know, All right. Oh, my gosh. So he offered me one price. I sent him back an email. I said, look, this is my budget for four nights. And it was half the price. of. What <gasps> he wow. Me. He took it. All he took right. my gas. So I was locked in. So I felt really, really happy. So for the price of, so I got this adorable, it was older, beach bungalow. It had a screened-in porch, and it had its own swimming pool. I just couldn't believe it. (laughs) I still have to stay in a place like that. It was the same price as like an efficiency motel room at some of these other places. So so it, it was excellent. It was two blocks from the beach. And I have to tell you, I had such a wonderful time. I mean, it was just sublime there. The beach was amazing. It's the Gulf of Mexico. And it was this beautiful white sugary sand. And the water was as beautiful as the Caribbean, like just aqua, blue, lot of good swimming. So, I mean, I just walked down to the end of the street with my umbrella and my beach chair that came in the house, set up shop, stayed on the beach from like 10 until five every day. And that then I went back down to blissful. the beach for, for sunset because that's what people do. Um, so it was just, it was wonderful. It was four days. Uh, I feel like I was pretty cooked after that. You know, like <laughs> I, I was done. I was relaxed, um, but I would just highly recommend Anna Marie Island for a family beach vacation. They have some monster beach houses there that apparently everything comes with the pool. I know it's really busy during spring break, but it wasn't busy when I was there because I was there just like the first week of off season. Now, there was something going on in the house next door. (laughs) Of
0: course. That seems to
2: be the story of your life now. Your your life is fine. It's the house next door that is the Uh, problem. uh The house next door. So it was a mystery to me. Uh, It was an older house, pretty rundown. It looked like it was a permanent resident that lived there. It wasn't a beach rental because there was a lot of junk in the backyard. Um, But – I didn't see any signs of life in that house. <laughs> and four- believe me, you, I looked, you <laughs> looked. I looked. I didn't see any signs of life for four days. I didn't see anyone going in the house, coming out of the house. There were no lights on except for the only reason I knew there was someone in there. There was a car parked in the carport the whole time. I saw the car door open one day. (laughs) Oh, sign of life. And then there was a window in the front of the house. And every day the window was opened a couple of inches and then closed a couple of inches. So someone was in there. Oh, yikes. And then every night they had a giant flagpole with an American flag that was lit up. And then there was a string of old Christmas lights.
1: <laughs> oh, this this sounds very suspicious. Not, so
0: so what's your theory? Do you have
1: a, a,
2: <laughs> like a theory of the case here? Like that what could just, have been happening? It, that was just an older resident, a permanent resident of the island that lived there that apparently liked to sit in the dark a lot, <laughs> you know? I mean, there was someone in there. It was it was kind of strange. Um, I did though read a great beach book that I want to recommend. Uh, Amy Bloom's "Lucky Us." I don't know if you've read no, it. Liz. No. You know, she wrote "Away." Did you? Oh, read? right, right. I read "Away." Okay. Okay. So you know, she's just a wonderful writer. Um, and it was about two stepsisters growing up in the nineteen forties. Very unusual characters, very vivid, uh, wonderful writing. It was wonderful. But here's my dilemma. It was a library book. And now that library book is just embedded with sand. (laughs) Uh, And I cannot get the sand out of the cover of the book. Oh, so I'm wondering, I mean, it feels like Braille. The <laughs> <color>. <laughs> and uh, I got the sand out of the pages in the book, but I can't get it out of the cover. So I'm wondering if I should just dump it in the library return bin or if I should point, point it out. To cop to it. and uh, Cop to it and maybe offer to pay for the book. I'm not yeah. really sure. Yeah. Which way I'm yeah. going. Yeah, yeah. Well, I would
1: negotiate. You're so good at doing that now. <laughs> Maybe you could offer up, you know, some volunteer hours at the at the library. Right.
2: Okay. Good idea, Sheila. Negotiate. That's my key word. Um, or you could return it but also give
0: them a copy of Helen of Pasadena and Elizabeth, the first wife. So oh, then, I have copies of those. Yeah. It just, you know, then there's some promotional value in
2: it. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, I like the librarian's. So much at my local library. I feel like I should point it out to them. Yeah, I, I mean, it, do too it doesn't ruin the book. It gives the book some texture. <laughs> <laughs> it texturizes the book for the some texturized.
1: character.
2: Some character. A uh, quick
1: question, Monica. How were your feet during the trip? Because
2: okay, it's a good thing I didn't do that baby foot because <laughs> I, you know, did a lot of beach walking and. And the beach, you know, parts of it were, it was like hard sand, hard wet sand. So I'm just really glad I had my calluses with me, Sheila. Mm, good, good. I mean, I'm glad. You know, no one was looking at my lack of pedicure or whatever. I didn't, you know, no one was looking at my feet except for me.
1: So well, I'm it glad sounds I- like the, the whole island was deserted. I mean, you know, it was,
2: it was pretty empty. It was busy on Saturday and Sunday when I was there. Because a lot of people, obviously, that live off of the island come to those beaches on the weekends. But it was a very quiet time of year. It was really, really nice. Very peaceful. Wonderful.
0: Well, I enjoyed. You texted me a picture of your, your beach chair and your beach umbrella on the sand with, as you say, the beautiful water. And there's nobody to be seen on this beach. So it looks like you found... Exactly what you wanted to find.
2: The perfect spot. Yeah. It was wonderful. Um,
0: Okay. Trip report. Okay. Good. Good trip report. And you had, you know, a couple of personal firsts for you, like (laughs) negotiating.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
2: There's a lesson there. And house with the pool. Yeah. That was a first for me.
3: But you didn't. Sign up today at butcherbox.com/sisters and use code Sisters to choose your free-for-year offer. Plus, get twenty dollars off your first order. Thanks, Butcherbox.
0: Julie's rental house in Austin two weeks ago had a chicken coop. Did you get any chickens? Chicken coop? No, there was no chicken coop. Okay, all right. Well, I am in, um, as I mentioned, in Bend, Oregon, this week. I have not been here since Thanksgiving. Monica, you yeah. and I were both here for Thanksgiving. And yeah. I arrived It's just on one of those picture-perfect Central Oregon days, literally not a cloud in the sky. It is so beautiful here because you walk around the cute little town and you sort of appreciate like the charm that Bend has. And then every once in a while you look up and you see... It's a snow capped peak here, yeah. or another one over there. Oh, look! There are three of them over there, and it's just like it is just so beautiful and gorgeous. And, but I also realized one of the things I really like about the town of Bend, like downtown Bend, and Monica, you know this because you spend a lot of time here. It's, it's like Bend has one of everything that you need in this sort of uh, artisanal. Food and
2: products area. Yeah, so kind of a high quality. Did you go to uh, the, the facial place, the place with the lotions? and Yes, Angelina. Yeah. So Angelina. that's what I was going to say.
0: So there's like yep. one perfect organic face products place. That's all you need. You don't need to leave in, live in a big city that has five of those or ten of those.
2: You need right. one. And there's that wonderful tea shop that I love to get yes. my iced teas at. Towns and Teas. Ooh. Okay, I did not go in there, but I've been in there. I
0: stumbled upon a place I had not seen before. I'm sure you've been there. The new gelato place, Banta Gelato. Have you been Uh, there? I've seen it. haven't been. Okay, well, Sheila, here's what you'll appreciate about it. I'm sure the, you know, you spent a lot of your adult life living in New York City. And New York City has, like... Many of everything, right? It right, is, that like, is
1: true list. Yeah. You,
0: you want pizza? There's a hundred pizza parlors. You want gelato? There's a hundred of those. Well, Bend goes just the opposite way. There's only one, but it's perfect. You mm-hmm. know, it's just everything is so handcrafted. So this place, Bronze Gelato, we went in there yesterday afternoon and on the wall, besides like amazing, like lavender vanilla gelato from their lavender farm just outside of town. Um, they have their mission statement and everything on the wall, like our story. So the story of Bonta is really, I think, the story of artisanal Bend shopkeepers all over town. And it's Jeff and Julie. They're a married couple. They went on a one-year trip around the world. And they returned with this desire to capture the flavors of the street stalls of Thailand, the oh. spice fields of Zanzibar, the mountains of India, and the creamy, fresh goodness of gelato. Oh, so,
1: wow! So yes, so I'm exhausted. This it's is just what we want. Their story. This is what we want
0: in our people here in Bend, though, Sheila. And here's the key. I mean, they're they're both Northwesterners, so. Jeff grew up in the dairy community of Tillamook, Oregon. Okay, so we know that. Tillamook, it's all in Oregon. You got the cheese, you got the butter, you got the milk. It's awesome. And their mission statement says that at a young age, Jeff understood that the reason the milk and cream tasted so good here in the Northwest was the tall green grass the cows munched on all year long. So that's that's Jeff's backstory. You need to understand Jeff's backstory to appreciate yeah. the gelato. But Julie's backstory, it's explained on the wall. Julie was raised in the Berry community of Linden, Washington,
1: Ooh. where she
0: in her younger years, she worked in the Berry fields, Sheila. So this we, is too perfect. This is <laughs> So are now for real people. <laughs> these are real people that are now here just trying to make us happy. So it was said so it was from this inspiration of their world travels plus their desire to support the local growers and the local community and the environment that Banta was born. Anyway, it was just Bonta Gelato, it was delicious. But then the real breakthrough I realized, like why all of these little shops in downtown Bend, it's like no matter what they sell, they also sell coffee and beer, right? Yeah. It's like, Monica, you and I have a favorite place we go that it's
2: bikes, and bikes, beer, and coffee, right? The- yeah, pop, coffee. Isn't it? Yeah. Bike coffee, bikes, and beer. Yeah. coffee, that, Bikes and beer.
0: That's the name of the place. That's a concept Sheila. So almost anything you want, you want shoes, you're going to get shoes, coffee, and beer. You, you want Got it. You want Got cosmetics. It. You're going to get cosmetics, coffee, and beer. So it puts everyone in, in a very good mood around downtown Bend. Anyway. So that was, um, I'm here. For uh, A close friend of mine is having a big birthday party tonight, so that's why I made the trip up for this weekend, and uh, I'm very excited to be here. Taking the waterfall hike this afternoon, Monica. Oh. Uh, so I know we've been there together. But, Here's the Tumalo Falls. No, The what's the other one? Oh, God, I should know the name of it. The uh, It's like Benham Falls or something. Oh, yeah, Benham Falls. Yes. So we're going to Benham Falls this afternoon. Great. So, so anyway, that is... Um, you know, I'm just delighted to be here in uh, in beautiful Bend. It just sounds, sounds- great, Liz. It's really, yeah. really nice. And Ursula, well, what's new in your world?
1: Well, I just want to compare and contrast because Bend. You know, I live in South Pasadena. I don't talk about it much, but 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 there's one main drag in South Pass that aspires to be quaint, you know, really. Uh It's called Mission Street. It has some nice old-worldy coffee things, shops there. Um, It has a couple restaurants. But there's no defining mission of uh, Mission Street, really. Uh (laughs) And um, so now it's gotten to the point where sort of anything goes. They're trying out all sorts of things. And I went to a new... I, I would just call it a pop-up sushi place uh, the other night for some takeout. Whoa. Pop-up sushi? And I, I hope that it's pop-up. I hope it pops down because <laughs> it was extremely disappointing. And it's not like Jeff and Jerry or whoever you just described. <laughs> Jeff and Julie. Jeff and Julie. Okay, this is called Bluefin Bluefin Sushi. Uh, there's no mission. I think their mission, if it w- if there were a mission, it would be charge as much as you can for takeout sushi, uh, and don't provide much seating or ambiance, and and just see what happens. Okay. <laughs> um, and the, the other that's a <laughs> statement. That's a, the other rule they have is never close the front door, even though the metro rail is right there. And so there's, there's just beeping and, and roaring of the trains going by every five minutes. Uh-huh. So even if you were to sit there or even if you're waiting for your takeout, it's extremely noisy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs>
0: all right. Uh, but you still had to try it, apparently.
1: I had a bad week. You know, I have a bad <laughs> week when um, when I don't want to do any cooking and I just want takeout. Yeah. So I just, I remembered this place. I popped in. Um, <laughs> I popped up, and there was nothing spectacular on the menu list. It was just California rolls, yeah. uh, you know, spicy sashimi salad, all the basics. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Okay, now limited seating. There are about six chairs. They have a mini bar and a couple tables, and there was one couple sitting at the mini bar. I would say hipsters. There are hipsters everywhere now. They're in Bend. They're in Southwest. Okay. So, um, while I was waiting for my California roll and my salad, I was forced to listen to the conversation going on between this man and this woman over the sounds of the trains because they refused to shut the front door. All right. So Mm -hmm. the the hipster man was already really loud. Okay.
2: And now he's shouting over the train.
1: He's shouting over the train. And I, I guess it wouldn't have been so bad. It's a you know, I was just hypoglycemic and overtired and
2: cranky.
0: Okay, okay. Okay. You were hangry. Okay.
1: I was hangry. I was yeah. the whole nine yards. Yeah. Um, it wouldn't been that terrible if if not for the, the two main characters in his story from work. So he had his girlfriend captive re just recounting the story, and I guess his two colleagues, their names were Rufus and Lucas,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: not to be too judgmental, Sheila, <laughs> you know,
0: but it sounds like a short story that he wrote instead of actual <laughs> real people.
1: I think they're good character names. And Lucas, and this is sort of how the conversation went. It was like, and Lucas was like, "I'm the project manager," and Rufus was like, "You've been late on every project." <laughs> And Rufus was like, "Uh, I haven't seen you calendarize anything this year. And Lucas was like, and I was like, could you please keep it down? Or at least change the main character's names. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and. So I finally got my meal. Now, the bluefin tuna bag with the highly glossed embossed logo. I think the bag costs more than the ingredients they used to create my very overpriced dinner. Um, But the bags are beautiful, uh, very noisy, nothing spectacular. I popped in, I popped out, and I will never pop in again. (laughs) Uh, Bluefin sushi.
0: That that's too bad because as you say, like it's just a small area in South Pass that's trying to service all of your needs. So right. just, if a right. place pops up but you're not but you're popping it out, there's just less real estate there in your little area that you're gonna be able to take advantage of.
1: Right, because you know I love takeout and I'm a regular to places that that provide me the the quiet and the <laughs> and the quality. And the pricing that I appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Oh, oh wow. Well, that's a shame.
2: We, we have uh, a new spot that's opening, just open in Portland this weekend that I'm going to go to. I'm excited about this. It is a ham bar. So it's a ham. <laughs> it's a ham centric. Bar. So it's that is incredible. Ham and cocktails.
0: (laughs) Is it so? Are you expecting like ham infused
2: cocktails? Like, no, no, it's 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 cocktails that they have crafted that are going to complement the ham dishes, which have been so it's ham from around the world, all different kinds of hams, including Spanish ham, aberrico. You know, the the hams that eat hazelnuts or whatever that are based on <laughs> hazelnuts. I think, the, I think the pigs
0: eat hazelnuts before, so they, they, become, the before they become hams.
1: Now, Spanish ham, is that spam? <laughs>
2: no, but they just that speck. And that is a kind of ham mixture. Yeah. yeah. Whatever speck is. Anyways, uh, someone described it. It's going to have snacky sandwiches, which sound really good small plates and then <laughs> cocktails so it's ham and cocktails and the cocktails are crafted to go along with the ham so there's a lot of sherry involved uh-huh. and the name of the the name of the bar is called Hamlet
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, You know what I bet Ru- I bet Rufus is going to be there. I bet he is. <laughs> I bet Rufus
2: and Lucas will
1: be there tonight. <laughs> I'm going Hamlet, and I that
2: sounds really fun. And I brought it up to people at work, and they were excited about it. I mean, I had to explain the concept of the ham bar to them, but they got it. And so there you go, little snacky sandwiches and some cocktails.
1: And who doesn't love ham? Well, that's one thing mom taught us: the the delight of the of the ham sandwich, mm-hmm. you know, the little snicky snack ham sandwich. Which mom I mom
2: did, <laughs> mom didn't teach us about sherry. No. <laughs> that's the part I'm looking forward to. Well,
1: Good, you. Monica. Oh, yeah. Are you going with friends or? Uh,
2: yes, I've. I've corralled a friend into going tonight. So another we'll ham loving friend I'd probably being mobbed. I mean, Hamlet, it has like three chairs, three seats inside, yeah. but yeah. I'm hoping to get one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you, so, might
0: need, you might need two before the night and original and funny, but it just seemed to, I, I think of the Mindy project as sort of post-feminist fun. If I can explain <laughs> that for a second, like in the show, she's an obstetrician, right? Yes. But they don't spend any time showing her being an obstetrician. Like they're not still trying to prove to you that she's look, she's smart. She's a doctor. She delivers babies. They don't, they just sort of, they put that out there. Yeah. She's a doctor, right? This is what she does. And then they spend all the time on the other messy things with her in her life. Like they don't have to prove to you any of these smart stuff. They're just going to go for the funny. And so, I like that. I like the fact that she never felt like she had had to over-explain. Because, like, even those doctors on Grey's Anatomy, you know, they feel like they have to show them being smart occasionally about doctoring. (laughs) (laughs) And, And at the Mindy Project, it's like, okay, check. She's a doctor. She's smart. We're moving on to the crazy things that go on. So I enjoy that part of that whole show. The Allegedly, now that it's been canceled at Fox, it could be picked up. At Hulu so if you're in our in our Facebook group you will see that Carrie posted a link with information about that and also how you can start um, how you can get on the Hulu Save Mindy campaign there are hashtags there are websites there are there are just all kinds of things you could be doing so the I think we we have to somehow get Mindy resettled at another network because otherwise we're never going to see that baby get born. Right. Yeah. I mean, Mindy and Danny have a baby do You can't just cancel them. Joe. What? You can't just cancel the show. No, you can't the cancel the show when she's, you know, this far along in her pregnancy. So I, so we need to see like Mindy and Danny's baby. And then another, like a favorite element in that show for me is Morgan, the nurse, the guy, the, the, male the male nurse, who is just, who I believe was a convicted felon. I forget what his crime was. Oh, he's completely out of control. Hilarious. Though. Hilarious. And, and he's an actor named Ike Barenholt. So I even started following him on Twitter as himself <laughs> just because he's so nutty. Anyway, so uh, we'd like to see the satellite sister get behind the whole sisterhood get behind the Save Mindy project, but it's a totally personal decision. I feel <laughs> like I feel like there's so much momentum out there. I'm kind of not worried about it. Don't you think that Hulu would be crazy not to renew this show? Yes, yeah, I mean, yes, it's very, very popular. So, okay, so then there's, there's just one other element to Mindy's life that we need to discuss. I noticed in all the press about Mindy this week that Mindy has a new book coming out in late September. And uh, we, the Satellite Sisters, have a new book coming out in late October. By Ooh. the way, our publication date just got moved from September 10th to late October. So if you're playing along at home, that is good news for us. We're very happy about that. You see that Leon posted the new cover on the Facebook group. It's just we changed a few of the colors and a little bit. So we are all good to go now, but it seems to me that there's some potential to do some kind of co-marketing with Mindy around the fall books, don't you think? Oh, Liz, you've been you've been thinking, Liz. I've uh, been thinking about this because I know that even in the sections of the book that I wrote, you know, and we all collaborated on this, I have several references directly to Mindy Kaling in some of my pieces. So I feel like if we could get our book into her hands, and we're happy to take her book, I feel like one of our goals should for the fall should be to get Mindy on our show, and get Mindy on. Mm-hmm. Us- Get Mindy on Satellite Sisters. We talk about our book. She talks about her book. Don't you think that would be a good goal? Yes, it would. I mean,
1: it it would definitely usurp talking about cricket, cricket flower. (laughs) (laughs) I think that would be a a step up. You think it would be a step up?
0: Yeah, Yeah. There's nothing wrong with us occasionally aiming high.
2: I like
1: it, Liz. I like this idea.
2: Start working on it, Liz. So, yeah. So, we're going to start working on
0: that. And uh, best wishes to Mindy to uh, land that TV show uh, somewhere else. Okay. Then the other thing on the from the Facebook group that I wanted to be sure we talked about is the dream that I had this week. Um, mm. And, like, I'm sure you guys saw this. So, one night this week, I had a dream that while I was away on a business trip... My friend, Shannon Matero, who I used to work with at the Oprah Winfrey Network, but yeah. now, now she's in a different job and so am I, but I love Shannon. But in my dream, while I was away on a business trip, Shannon came in and completely renovated my house. Ooh. And when I came home from the trip, my new boyfriend was now living there with me and my new boyfriend was Don Cheadle. So- this is an excellent dream to be having (laughs) because both of those two things would be fine with me,
2: you know? Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So the, didn't you, didn't
1: a friend just renovate your? your... (laughs) Yeah, Liz. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty obvious. (laughs) The correlation here, you had a friend come in and renovate your apartment, right, Liz? Well, there was some light redecorating. That went on, it but yes,
2: a, it was a friend that drew up the decorating. Yes, that's department. true. Two friend, two different
0: friends. That's it true.
2: Friends involved.
0: Yes, so. friends were involved. My friend Todd actually did a lot of, had okay. some of the design ideas and did some of the labor. So that's true. So Todd worked on my home, um, but now I've got the Don Cheadle element.
2: The- well, I think uh, <laughs> you are trying to get to George Clooney. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Um, who you really want to be your boyfriend. But okay. of course, he's taken with the by Amal. Them yeah. You know? Okay. So, you no, know, Don Cheadle and George Clooney are very close.
0: I know. Oceans 11, Oceans 12, Oceans 13, right? Right. All those oceans. And yeah.
2: then they work together on in Darfur right. and okay. they're very, very good friends. So I really think Don Cheadle was just a substitute <laughs> for George Clooney. If you wish.
1: She- okay. okay, I think, this is Sheila, I think Shannon is not your friend. <laughs> I think Shannon wants your job. <laughs> I, I think Shannon would like to be traveling the world. Uh-huh. And I think you would like to be staying home with Matt Damon. I think the Don Cheadle was just a ruse to get to Matt Damon.
0: Ooh, okay.
3: It's personalization, Liz. For yeah. millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Lian's. Okay? And I'm I'm using it. Pro's mm-hmm. isn't just better for you. It's also better for the planet, Liz. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. So, you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P R O S E. Pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, pros.
0: But, okay. All right. Well, on the Facebook group, Jamie posted this. She said, Remember that all dreams are about you. That means you need a renovation. Not sure about Don Cheadle. Oh. And so so I said, really? I didn't know that. Did you know that all
1: dreams are about you? Yes. I feel that your dream is about me. I mean. <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> no, Sheila, not all dreams are about Sheila. Yes. Like everybody's dreams are about Sheila.
1: No. So, well, I had a terrible nightmare. I wanted to talk about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, let I, me let me tell you a little bit more about what
0: Julie told me before we move on. Because okay, this is interesting. She said, "Because um, I because then I posted the question like, oh, I didn't know that all dreams were about the dreamer. It's uh, things you're working on." That's, that's what she said. Sorry, she I jumped
2: in there, but I, I Yeah,
0: no, that's fine. She said that Freud wrote that all players in a dream represent an aspect of oneself. And, that, and, she, and she did dream interpretation for 15 years. So, I mean, you know, she's not just a member of the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. <laughs> I consider her now the world's leading expert on dream interpretation. And she, so she said, you have to really give a bit of thought to each part of the dream. Who was the friend? <laughs> what did the renovation remind you of? And, but I think her original point that I need a renovation, I think that is true. But I don't need my home renovated. I personally need a renovation. Oh. I think that's what I'm actually been thinking about. Mm-hmm. Like, I just need to, like, get a grip. Like, Operation Sea Turtle, all of those, like, small efforts I'm making, I got to kick it up a notch. I, and, okay. And I feel like if I kick that up a notch, the reward is Don Cheadle. That's what I'm thinking this dream means to me. All righty. Well,
2: uh, you know. Uh, well, Don's married, but okay, uh, with children. So okay. that's okay. right. so, so But someone Don Cheadle likes. Yes, yes, exactly.
1: You well, know, Don Cheadle has a great mission about global warming. He's all over the world, you're all, all over the world. Mm-hmm. Maybe a partnership with someone. Right. Maybe some kind of uh, new endeavor, Liz. Yes, maybe. Okay.
0: All right. Well, I'm just going to continue to give this some thought. Like, what is it that I'm actually trying to renovate? I think that, I think it's uh, obvious that I need to like focus on that part of it. So, all right. Moving on, Sheila, you had a nightmare? No, just a
1: quickie. Just Uh a quickie uh right before I woke up today. Uh, it w- I had one hour left of school to watch the kids, <laughs> and uh, I think this is a no brainer I was stuck in a motel room with a pack of wild dogs <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay,
1: and I told a friend i can 't watch the kids is and I was telling this this man to just take them out back and hose them down. <laughs> With the giant fire, fire fire hose. Okay. Welcome to my dream. Okay. Wow,
2: that is a nightmare.
0: Well let's that- go back. I think I as I was explaining who posted what I think I confused Jamie and Julie were both posting, you know, advice to me. So Jamie and or Julie, if you took the advice they gave me, it still means Sheila. I know you're thinking the wild dogs are somehow your third graders.
1: But according to Jamie and Julie, the wild dogs are you. I feel that way. I mean, why do you think I went to the bluefin pop-up the other night? Because you a wild dog. I was wild. I was just combing the streets. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Okay. Wild dogs. Fire hose? Anyone? Fire hose? Oh, we're, yeah. a, fam- we're a family show. We better not touch that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. All right. Um, okay. Let's go back to a second. A couple of things that came up again because listeners have fascinating lives going on. So Sheila, you told uh, sort of an ultimate post office story the other day <laughs> on the on the show, right? Can you just recap just a crazy morning in the post office while I find? Let's see. What am I oh, looking for? Well, I'm looking for I... Karen's post online. So you do that while I find Karen.
1: Oh, well, I went postal at the post office, sending a package, a care package to my daughter, Ruthie. I came unprepared, without a box, without tape. Um, And then I had a run-in with an equally um, agitated gentleman who uh, was searching for boxes, tape, and some kind of, I think, uh, medication (laughs) that might (laughs) calm him down. Um, so we were kind of two crazy people at the post office, uh, trying to mail a package. Now the good news is my package arrived at my daughter's apartment, which was a miracle. Um, even my daughter, Ruthie said, it's a miracle because in New York, they don't even leave notes. They sort of do a walk by and if they don't feel like going in the building, they don't drop it off. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Yeah. There's a lot of that going on in her neighborhood. So I just want to say the good news is the package got there.
0: Okay. All right. The, um, so Karen's problem was that she went to go send a package to Australia but instead the package went to Austria awesome. oh my so, gosh and <laughs> the I'm still having trouble finding the exact message but I believe in the story it went back and forth a couple of times yes like for oh here it is Karen Post regarding Sheila's post office dilemma I mailed a package to my daughter in Australia on March 3rd Turns out the postal worker keyed in the wrong country, and it went to Austria four times.
1: Oh, it has that, is my, four... that is my nightmare. Forget is... wild dogs.
0: <laughs> it has traveled four times between New York and Austria, but at one point two weeks ago it was close to me in the Boston post office. Oh. But alas, it went to New York and back to Austria. I have four pages of notes of conversations with various people, yet no one reads the correct address on the package. So my advice to sisters is to always check your receipt before you leave the post office to make sure that your package is going to the right place.
1: That is great advice. And you win, Karen, you win. (laughs) Well, you know, my daughter Ruthie inherited my post office angst because this morning I got a text saying, mom, you should be receiving some Mother's Day packages, but I'm really concerned they're not going to get there on time. Oh, see, okay. she is
0: already setting up an alibi. That's what that is, don't you well, think?
1: Well, she does often set up alibis. I mean, yes, yeah, she gives, she sets it up every year, but that's okay. I don't mind. It's just, it's just interesting that uh, she has trouble at the post office as well. So, uh,
0: wow uh okay and one last note from um things going on over there on the satellite sisters facebook group the you know we've talked a, couple, a bunch of times on satellite sisters about like friends living together in in old age or like what's the long term plan like and my i've often uh talked about trying to create some kind of compound with my friends yes. so we can all grow old together right We've Mm -hmm. discussed that. So Betty posted on the, uh, on our Facebook group, a story and photos called welcome to bestie row. And it's the story of lifelong friends who built a row of tiny houses together. So now it's four couples. They've been best friends for 20 years and they decided they wanted to like do this sort of be together out in the middle of nowhere. One of them said, we're going to be gray-haired friends, so they got an architect to design the uh, a series of these tiny houses, which is sort of a, you know, a whole movement now. Wouldn't you say, Monica, it's the tiny so house thing? Shred. Yeah, the tiny house. So they purchased land along the Llano River just outside of Austin, and they built these gorgeous little tiny houses there. And so, if you want to read the story and you're thinking about this for yourself, there's some adorable pictures here. So they want they each got their own little tiny house, and then they wanted a space to be together. So they built a 15 square foot community dining building with a kitchen, space for guests and activities. So it's exactly what I have been imagining with my friends low these many years. So so I'm really glad to see that it's now. A movement now, they are tiny houses they 're each four hundred square feet, and i 'm not sure we we need to go quite that small i don 't know they maybe I, I know I noticed a bunch of people said they can never downsize that much. I might be able to do that, but i 'm not sure
1: that that four hundred square feet is bigger than most apartments i 've lived in, so I, remember, I, yes.
2: I could do four hundred square feet easily
1: mm-hmm. easily
2: That's easily the size of my house. I um, I think I might be able to too if you did it, have the shared community space. You so have the, like the living room and the kitchen, the yeah. shared space. Yeah. So I yeah. could four hundred. I would love four hundred square feet. So you just decide you
0: don't need all of that other stuff that's shared and that's all together. Well, it's funny because tonight I'm having dinner with friends who are in on this compound idea with me, and one of them she called me earlier in the week. And she had just been through like a dramatic series of medical things with her mom. Mm-hmm. And we, and we know what that's like. Yeah. You know, when your parents are older and, you know, so there was, they had to move her mother from here to there and provide more care and all of that. So she had just gotten back from taking care of a lot of that with her mom. And she's like, call me up. She's like, we have got to get on our compound <laughs> plan right <laughs> okay. away. So we're discuss tonight. We have or late this afternoon an agenda to discuss locations. Wow! Now You're I had always assumed, place. I had always assumed Monica that we were going to do this the um, in California. Apparently, my friends assumed we have been shifted to Oregon. To Oregon, they, the Oregon plan is gaining momentum. A bend Oregon plan. Mm. So.
1: Well Monica you they will need a nurse on site. You could set yourself up. That would be a sweet and end of end of life um j- Job, post-doctoral job for you, Monica. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm
0: Monica, you're welcome to be in on the compound, but I would just point out that you are just as old
2: as we are. Also, okay. I feel like the medical staff needs and, to be... And some of your friends don't really trust my nursing skills, so <laughs> let's be honest. Oh, that's they, true. They've raised doubts before. Yes, that's true. There was the, uh, yes, yeah, the... And where a friend had the concussion and I left her. Yes. <laughs> Monica failed to
0: diagnose a concussion. And it's it is uh, it's uh a funny story every time it gets told. Yep. That the concussion story always gets a big laugh. Anyway, I just want to say, Betty, thank you for posting this. And lots of people, like, I feel like there are two movements coming together here. One is the tiny house movement. Mm-hmm. And one is the Compound. co-housing later in life movement. Yeah. So time to make things happen. I think I'm going to... I think I'm actually going to spend some time on this. Yeah. You just
2: really have to find people you're compatible with. Yes. That's obvious.
0: Right. Well, Monica, we know how you feel about the people that live next door to you. (laughs) (laughs) In general, how much care you take in that. So, um, okay. Anyway. so, So that's what we got here this week. Anything. What are you guys doing this week? that's interesting. Sheila, are you in the, is it late enough in May now so that school feels like it's winding down?
1: Well, it it always uh, amps up before it it crashes, Liz. (laughs)
0: That sounds good.
1: (laughs) Well, we have two big events coming up in third grade. We have the Carnival, which is the Spanish dance performance uh, for our parents to celebrate South America. So we're just putting some finishing touches on that. Um, And then we have the huge steam night. You've heard of the steam movement.
0: Yes, mm-hmm. um, I don't understand why sometimes it's STEM and time sometimes uh, uh, it's steam. Now <laughs> I feel like when it becomes steam, it's sort of not really what STEM stands for. But it, I'm not. I'm not in your do, world.
1: It doesn't even matter anymore, Liz. You <laughs> got to get a major project on the table, on the books, um, and we've done that. We've created the eighth continent in our classroom. Oh, yes. And, um, so we've done a lot of, uh, a lot of science technology and not a lot of math, but you know, it's going to come together. <laughs> um, so we have two big events coming up, but yes, Liz, we're winding down.
0: Nice. Nice. Okay. I'm happy for you and the wild dogs and the fire hose.
1: <laughs> Thank lots. you.
0: It's obviously all related. And Monica, you have anything good this week? Uh, Bye.
2: Back at works. Speck and sherry. Uh, oh,
0: yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Some speck and sherry. Uh, no, I just, I really have to weed the backyard. Things are out of control back there because okay. I was away and everything took off on me.
1: <laughs> that that is, that is your dream. Actually, That that's well, like a metaphor, Monica.
0: <laughs> everything just took the weeds of my life. The weeds <laughs> taking over your home. yep. Yep. <laughs> Well, we're going deep on dreams. We're going to need like Jamie and Julie, whatever you want to post online about what we should make of our dreams, please be our guests. So, uh, we're the Satellite Sisters. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at Sat Sisters. I am at SS Liz. So, feel free to follow me personally. Um, you guys are not doing the Twitter thing, right? No, no. no. Um, but anyway, Leanne is at Leanne Dolan, and Leanne is spelled L-I-A-N. Julie, I believe, is at Julie Satsis. But just do a search on Julie Dolan and you'll be able to find her. They will be back in the middle of the week, Tuesday, for their Tuesday show. But in in the meantime, as we said, happy Mother's Day to everyone. Oh, you guys, I meant to mention, like, our niece, uh, Megan, who has been on the show before in the next gen. You know, she is a baby due next month. So I was emailing with her this week just to see how things were going. And I said, wait a minute, are you having a boy or a girl? I can't remember. Why don't I know that? And she said, it's because we decided we didn't want to know. So we don't know if we're having a boy or a girl. So I don't know that many couples now that don't get the information. Anyway, so she's very excited. She has a mid-June Uh, due date, so she's winding down to that, getting ready for maternity leave and her husband as you guys know, is a high school teacher, so they're very excited that he'll also be off as soon as the baby is born so the little family will have the whole summer together before they both have to go back to work in the fall, so that is really great. Anyway, so Megan uh, happy Mother's Day, right before you become a mother, we will be uh, thinking of you Um, for this Mother's Day and also for next year when your little baby, boy or girl, will actually be in the family. So um, we are the Satellite Sisters. Hope everyone has a good week. And don't forget, call your Satellite Sister.